Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson says, uh, no, thank you. I will not be going to Morgantown. Why? It's a dumb comment, and uh, we have to learn to live together. More on that coming up. Also, what's next to the four schools that are left over from the Pac-12? Does the Big 12 look there? And a bit more to clean up from conference realignment. I am Josh Neighbors. This is the Neighborhood Watch here in Crystal Ball College Football, part of the 365 Sports Network. I'm telling you all, I've been telling you all, and this remains a fact. Uh, there are Big 12 shows out there. There's a new Big 12 show out there that I'm familiar with that's restarted. Somebody I know very, very well. Wish him the best. But this remains the best place. Five-plus days a week. Big 12 content. Conference realignment. Betting lines. Interviews. About all the schools you care about with all the people that you care about. We will have people from the new schools coming on this week. ASU, Arizona, Utah, Colorado. We'll get some thoughts from all of those schools in the coming weeks. We've got team previews coming up for the rest of the Big 12, Iowa State, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and then the new four schools that's coming up as well. All you got to do, subscribe to the channel, tap the bell for notifications, like the video as well. It's fast. It's furious, guys. We're getting down to it. August 7th. I mean, we've got so much to talk about here. It's not just a waiting game, pins and needles. It's not just get us there at this point in time. We have a lot of ground to cover before the season starts because this conference guys let me tell you something there's always something to discuss uh and right now it's about conference realignment and we've got some business to do with that today follow us on x at nwpod365 at josh neighbors underscore it will always be twitter to me damn it uh you can follow us in those places if you cannot watch the show because you are on the go uh what have you you can find the show wherever you all get your podcasts as well. All right, let's get to the business here. So the Big 12 has finalized the move. It happened over the weekend. The four new schools are coming. Arizona State, Arizona, Colorado, and Utah are going to join the Big 12 Conference. The Big 12 Conference is going to be a 16-team league as it sits right now in 2024. There are some thoughts about how the money will be distributed. Well, we know that all the schools are going to get an even share, although Brett McMurphy had a great nugget on the 365 Sports main channel about how uh, it doesn't matter. We actually don't know if Fox is going to be the one flipping the bill here for that remaining money. Obviously, the pro rata from ESPN guarantees their share, the 67 percent. Fox, not known if they gave their share, but the Big 12 is guaranteeing a full share to all of those schools. Guys, I wouldn't be surprised if some of that money that Brett Yormark had from OU in Texas, the $80 million they got paid out to them, uh, ends up being part of the, the deal here. So remember that deal kicks in 2025. We don't know if it's, uh, Fox doing it all the way, but it could be a good chance that, hey, some of that leftover cash from, the, from Texas and Oklahoma getting out of there going to be used to feed those new mouths. Would love that. It's good business. Or... We'll see what else it comes from. Could be another revenue stream that they get that from. Anyway, we know they're coming. Some comments were made by Michael Crow, the president of Arizona State, and Ray Anderson, the athletic director. 
I'm going to read here from Skylar Callahan over at Fan Nation Mountaineers now over there as part of the part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson apparently isn't one for long flights or cold weather. During a media scrum just outside of Sun Devils uh, football practice, Anderson and University President Michael Crow answered questions about the school's move to the Big 12 Conference and mentioned how travel cost is a bigger concern for them than before. Quote, we're going to try to, in the Olympic sports, go to divisions, and we'll probably do that in football as well for travel. Regionalization makes sense, but it really makes sense in the Olympic sports, end quote. As Anderson was continuing to talk about the logistics, Crow interrupted and asked if he wanted a remote office in Morgantown, quote, I promise you I'm not going to Morgantown, Anderson said. I'm going to sign uh, to assign that to Gene Boyd. He can go to Morgantown. I think he's the associate AD. But send me to Texas and the rivalry with Arizona and starting a new one with BYU and Utah and Colorado. Earlier in the press conference, Anderson complained about how he wasn't exactly excited about the idea taking the soccer team to Syracuse in the middle of the fall if they were going to go to the the ACC. Let's face it, the man has no clue about being at a disadvantage from a regionality perspective. The last decade, West Virginia had to travel to a different time zone to play conference games. Yes, ASU have a trip to Cincinnati, Morgantown, Orlando every now and then. Most part won't be much different life in the Pac-12. All right, so there is a decent amount of travel that will happen, but in Arizona, they were still traveling a lot as it was in the pack. Also, I want to note this. So after last week, right, there has been a lot of reporting about, hey, Arizona State really did want to stay in the Pac-12. Michael Crow had a strong, strong feeling about that. I will tell you all this. I know a lot of folks who went to Arizona State who are fans. I, I know some folks who go, st- go there still. I know some folks who just graduated. And then I know folks who have been out there for a while. Even Matt Barry put some words out there, um, you know, on the internet about, uh, about Ray Anderson and Michael Crow. And I said, look, Ray Anderson might not have a job by the time that they go there, which could be true. But you all wanted to stay and it did not work out for you. But you just joined the conference and within a day, you're going to start taking a shot at one of the places you're going to go to. I'll get into the fact that West Virginia and Morgantown is actually a pretty cool place. The mountains of West Virginia are a very nice place. As a Virginian, not West Virginia, Virginian, I do love me some West Virginia. It's a very beautiful place. It's a place that many of us in Virginia like to go on vacation. I went and saw a football game there recently. Had a lot of fun. It was a great time. Uh, Morgantown's not my favorite city in America, but there are a lot better places to go to. You just, you just joined this league. And this league, in a lot of ways, saved you. They're giving you more guaranteed money than you would have gotten elsewhere. And you weren't in a great spot to negotiate either uh, On as of Friday afternoon. They could have stiffed you. They could have. But they welcomed you with open arms. And you get to play in the – you're still in a power conference now. Although you really did try to hit your – Hitch yourself to that Pac-12 wagon. You tried. It did not work out for you. But you get to go somewhere else. And guess what? You get to maintain a rival, too. You get your partner school, Arizona, in the league with you. And also, you get some partner institutions in your part of the country. It's not like you're alone on an island. You get Colorado and Utah and BYU out there as well, in addition to Arizona. Those are four schools that are right there. Also, Texas is just a short plane ride away. I mean, I was just short, but like it's a plane ride away. I mean, 
you are going and somebody, uh, you know, you all can look it up for me. I, I don't have it in front of me exactly, but you're going to be in Texas. You're going to go to play Texas Tech and Baylor and TCU and Houston. That's a good thing for your recruiting. That's really good for your recruiting. I know you want to go to Texas and then you're excited to go to Florida and whatnot too, but like overall you join this league. And I know you might want to say stuff about Morgantown and Ames or whatever, but they're all part of this league too. And what has made the big 12 work is the partnership. Uh, the alignment's been a big word that people use the university level, uh, the athletics departments on coaching staffs and uh, conferences. It's been a big buzzword the last couple of years. This conference hitched their wagon to Brett Yormark and said, all right, we might not be all the way, you know, we might, we might see the world differently, but we are aligned in the fact that we have to start making better business decisions. And so we think about it from a business perspective and joining this conference was the best business decision available to Arizona state. So I would not start talking shit about people in my conference. Sorry. I apologize for language. If there's children in the car or whatever, but it's just, that's it, what it is. And, and it's, I thought it was pretty embarrassing. I thought it was pretty embarrassing to make that comment. And it might be tongue in cheek or whatever, but you just joined the league. You just joined the league a couple days ago and you're already making comments about other places in this league. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And if I'm Brett Yormark, I'm, I'm giving that they first uh, football, uh, maybe the early September game. I know West Virginia hosted Kansas early on in the season last year. Morgantown uh, night game, maybe Thursday night game. Who, who knows? Arizona State goes to Morgantown. How about that? How about first conference game? And look, like more like West Virginia's football program has not been way up. But hey, if we're talking about uh, we don't have as many rivalries and whatnot anymore, this this could be an avenue to one. Now it's because of a stupid comment, and that athletic director might not be there anymore at that point in time. But uh, I will. I don't think it's it's uh, it's too dumb of a thing to do if you're the Big Twelve Conference. Yeah, I, I think this shows already a bit of the elitism. Um, it's it's kind of that truck stop mentality, right? That people were taking towards the Big Twelve Conference. I'm not going to Morgantown. We we don't want to go there. We don't. We that's that's not a place that we want to go. Um, the reality has changed, right? You are part of a group that was undervalued. You now have a large block. I would say working together is important. And I will say this, guys, I, I, I do wonder that when it comes to athletic director meetings and when it comes to presidents and it comes to board members and people make decisions, I do have some concerns about everybody being on the same page. 16 people are a lot to get on the same page. And I think that there is some serious questions, <clears throat> excuse me, about whether or not all of these folks are going to be on the same page because the priorities are a bit different. And I think Arizona's leadership has been much more amenable. I think Colorado's leadership is obviously much more amenable. I have some serious questions about Utah. and Well, Utah, I'm not, I mean, uh, we'll see. I think we'll see about Utah. Um, and Arizona State. I, I think the one thing, Arizona might get lumped in with ASU because, you know, the, there's the decision makers in that state kind of affect both places, right? And so that's a huge part of this. But I, I don't get it from Ray Anderson. And I think there's, there's a lot to say about, you know, Ray Anderson's tenure as athletic director at uh, Arizona state where he has come under some uh, relative fire for decision makings that he's made. I think Kenny Dillingham is, is a nice, you know, is, is a nice decision. Um, you know, he saw oversaw a large renovation, uh, $38 million apparel deal with Adidas. 
um, you know, five year extension that he got. And yeah, I mean, let's see, he's the second. <laughs> In 2021, he got an extension that made him the second highest paid AD in the entire country. This is after hiring uh, Herm Edwards, right? And I mean, you know, yeah, that that really ridiculous situation where he had guys on campus and whatnot. Uh, and Anderson also has been, you know, criticized for not retaining uh, Trisha Ford, who's a two-time Pac-12 softball coach of the year. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he he got to remain the athletic director. But look, I know Arizona State folks. Like, there's been some serious conversations about. Anderson and Crow in terms of leadership. Um, I think as they turn the page, I think those questions will continue to be asked. And I'm excited to talk to people who cover Arizona state to, and get to know um, their thoughts about the leadership there, because I don't think this was a good example. And I think that you should be embracing this conference and you should be saying things like, I'm excited to make the trips from Orlando to West Virginia all the way back to Tucson as a part of the big 12 conference. You should not be disparaging other members of the league. It just, and like this, this might be like altruistic uh, big 12 guy, Josh. Oh, he just wants to love the league. Well, no, you just, you just joined though. Like why, why do you, why would you cause any friction if you don't need to? Right. Because I know Ren Baker kind of fired back, but there's no need to, to say uh, rude things about somebody's university when it's like being on the same page is what helps conferences. Not being on the same page is what kills them. It put the Big 12 in a bad spot because they were caught off guard by OU in Texas. It would, It's really what put the Pac-12 in a bad spot because people kept going out and saying different things. They clearly were not on the same page. I think we saw a lot of that as the Pac-12's demise. They were not all on the same page uh, at that point in time. And so um, with this, you know, you think about like being on the same page is important and uh, I'm not saying this is going to kill the conference because of one comment, but I don't think there's anything positive about starting off on the wrong foot on Ray Anderson's. But but here, I mean, guys, it, it gives you a little bit of a lens into into the folks that that work at some of these schools and and kind of you know just some stupidity and some blindness there. It it just doesn't it makes no sense. Like uh, yeah, it's Ray making a joke or whatnot. You're talking about going to other places in the conference, but like no Morgantown, save that man. Come on. And once again, West Virginia is a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place. I know West Virginia fans, we've had our differences in the past. We don't we haven't always seen eye to eye. It's totally okay. Love, love that school just about actually talking to Coos later on today. We're gonna preview the uh we're gonna do our preview for West Virginia, recording that today. So look, man, like it's just a ridiculously dumb comment to make um on that front. What happens to the pack four? is another big question uh, that folks are talking about right now. Obviously, Stanford, Cal, um, uh, Washington State, and Oregon State. So I think personally, um, I don't know if the Big 12 needs to be extending a olive branch to these schools. Uh, because financially, I just, I, I'm not sure we can guarantee it's going to make sense. Right. I know the pro rata from ESPN does apply and they're lucky they have that. So if they're going to do it now is the time, right. When you've got a moment where ESPN, excuse me, has guaranteed their share. Um, now would be the time that you would want to make that move because a majority of the contract for those new schools would be guaranteed. Right. Uh, or at least that's my, under, I think it's our understanding of what's happening right now. So maybe you do make the change or maybe you do it, make the addition now, uh, you know, Washington state and Oregon state, Stanford or Cal, whatever. But 
you start adding too much of the Pac-12 block, and you and I think some of the questions I just raised about Ray Anderson and some fitness and things like that begin to really get kicked around, right? About well, just about like decision and leadership and what matters, and this conference needs to be aligned. And look, it's good to have all the I, I've mentioned this before. It's good to have a lot of different perspectives. It's good to have people coming from all over the country. But you do, but you need to make sure people are willing to compromise. And I think there was some uncompromising that was shown from some institutions. And I don't think Oregon State or Washington State are culprits of this. I think those schools were just caught up because they were not sought after brands. They don't do a lot for you television wise. And it's sad to say it, but you have to ask, like, what does adding those schools give you besides that full on West Coast connection? You're on the West Coast. It does not give you a recruiting advantage in Washington State or Oregon, in my opinion. California would, the Bay Area, if you go to the Bay Area, Bay Area it's the same reason that, um, that the Big Ten added Rutgers, right? You are now on in more television sets. You are, your product is now there. Sorry, I keep yawning. Uh, your product is now there in those settings, in those, uh, those homes, on those television sets. So there is some value there, but once again, if you talk about Stanford and Cal, but I am really questioning the commitment to college football and college basketball out of those schools. I need to see some more from them this year to really think about, Hey, uh, are these schools you want to add? They've got to make a choice very quickly. I think the most likely scenario for them is to do some kind of merger with the PAC 12. We saw, I know Jason Shear had this report and then Max Olson said he's not hearing this and people have sources all over the place now, but uh, the big 12 is in some preliminary conversations with Oregon state and San Diego state. I'm still wondering how San Diego state gets out of the $34 million they're supposed to pay. Are they seeing the landscape right now and being like, you know, another good shot to join somebody here will flip the bill. I don't know. I think it's pretty hard to imagine that they would. It just has not felt like SDSU was going to go, but now, the number one option for them, the Pac-12, is is now out of arm's reach. That is no longer uh, an option for them. So where do they go? These are things that we're going to keep tackling throughout the week, uh, this week, about you know what's the next steps. And obviously, uh, Jason Shear talking about one more thing, guys, the basketball-only membership, going to 18, going to basketball-only 18, UConn and Gonzaga. And the reason why is you can now finally capitalize. If you did that, the idea of a basketball only package that you could sell that would include these schools, Gonzaga, we're just working West to East Gonzaga, Arizona, Houston, Kansas, Baylor, Yukon, not to mention K state, not to mention Texas tech, not to mention Iowa state, not to mention all of those places that have had good basketball programs, even Oklahoma state, right? good programs in the West Virginia. I know they're going through transition, but I've had, I had good programs in the past. You then give yourself the option. Now, how much are, are conferences or networks willing to pay that that remains to be seen, but the ability to create this dynamic best in the country product, no hands down when it comes to college hoops, the best basketball conference in the country is already the big 12 if you added those two schools, it would even, I mean, it would grow that advantage even more so. Um, so I, I think that there's definitely some value there. The Big 12 has to ask themselves, though, how much and does it make sense? 
I, I already think their future is, is relatively secure. I still worry about it long-term. We're talking about college football because I even saw Mike Gundy say, look, a 30-team Super League is something that we think could happen. 30 teams feels a little thin to me, but that's not out of the question. That's not out of the question at all. 30-team Super League that could happen. Promotion relegation, not out of the question at all, it feels like. So these are all things we have to keep in mind as we move forward. And is basketball a way the Big 12 can keep themselves firmly in the conversation? Firmly in the conversation. I think it's a way, you know, in, about whether football's future is. Because basketball, it's part of it, man. Uh, NCAA tournament's still a billion-dollar industry. And they might expand that thing even further. My, I mean, the Big 12 guys, you know, talking about NCAA tournament shares, they go to 96 teams. Like, the Big 12, uh, and I have no appetite for 96 teams. But if you're a Big 12 president, you have to sign off on that, Right? You have to sign off on that. I'll go to the Big 12 basketball standings from last year. Um, Big 12 basketball standings from 2022-2023. Big 12's worst team was Oklahoma at 5-17. and 17. They're no longer being in the league. Texas Tech, 5-13, and 13, but still had a, they ripped off like three straight wins at one point. West Virginia at 19-15. and 15. I mean, Texas Tech would have been considered for the tournament because their resume at 16-16. and 16. If you expand the field by another 28, 30 teams, they would 100% be considered. If we're putting all those Big Ten schools in who aren't very good, the Big 12 schools would be considered as well. They'd be putting more schools in. They'd be getting more. And here's the thing. The, the thing about Big 12, Big Ten schools, yeah, you keep putting them in, sure. You know, they'll be there. The Big 12 schools have shown more overall quality in recent years in terms of how deep they go in the tournament. The Big 12 has more schools you are confident in making deeper runs than a lot of the Big you know, the Big 10 schools. The style of basketball they play is just like yeah, we saw it with Purdue. It's, it's almost prohibitive from them going far in the tournament. Teams are like, all right, let's just jack threes. Zach Eady, sure, we'll just run pace and jack threes. Like the Big 12 schools yeah, are just – they're better. there's better coaching top to bottom, I think. Uh, in the Big 12 Conference, they are more prepared, I think, in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, and you have you know, all these candidates who are national title, title winners or contenders in the Big 12, right? In the Big 10, who has won a national title since the year 2000? Michigan State has. I believe it's, I think it's since 2000 they have, right? In the Big 12, who has won a national title since the year 2000? Well, you've got multiple schools that ha have. And if you added these schools, you'd have like you know, plenty of multiples and plenty that have been to championship games and whatnot. You're seeing my point here. There's more ways for you to accumulate more cash, those NCAA tournament shares. So I don't like the idea of 96-team NCAA tournament, but if it is going to expand and the conferences are going to handle it, the Big 12 keeps themselves in the bit. Like, you know, if conferences go and take care of football and basketball, right, if they grab that and say, we're deciding what happens here, I think there's a good chance the Big 12 is involved because the number of teams they have, the relevance in hoops, and also they do stay pretty relevant in basketball, uh, football, although they might not be winning championships. Hey, the Big Ten's not winning a ton of them. A lot of it's a whole lot of it is Ohio State, you know, one, one in Michigan. They prop that thing up there. But you understand what I'm saying with that point. So basketball, keep that relevant. Is now the time to say, all right, basketball schools will add UConn, Wagon like Gonzaga. It, maybe Brett Yormark has that big picture idea and says, look, guys, it might not be the most profitable idea off the top, but in terms of NCAA tournament shares, if we're looking at the future and we think that the NCAA tournament is going to expand, why don't we just add these schools? Now, somebody might come back at him and say, well, let's just wait until that happens. But what if somebody else wants to add those schools too? So I think it might be worth that. I think it might be worth that because those are two valuable properties in the basketball space. Basketball continues to grow and takes over by the, you know, taken over by the conferences. 
still think it could be a valuable asset in the Big 12 and something that keeps them in the conversation. So I think that's something we have to consider here. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NWPod365. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Please like the video. Please subscribe to the channel. Please send in your questions as well. Still feel free to send those super chats. We'll give those priority live chat coming later on in the week. All right, my friends, we'll see you guys.